Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. This week we have a really special guest, a photographer. This is something that I haven't done in the entirety of this podcast. I've never talked to an actual photographer. Yes, I've had on Spencer from Scoped Exposure, but I consider him more of a videographer, if that's fair. So I was really happy to have been able to talk to Jose. I've definitely shared a lot of his work on my Instagram stories when I do promotion for the podcast episodes. And I think I caught his attention cause I was probably popping up in his mentions a whole bunch. So I was really happy that he reached out and we're able to get this done because whenever I use somebody's photo for promotion of the podcast, I always like to give credit when I can. I always like to try to do the research and find out who took the photo because it's a piece of somebody's art and I never want to discredit or not credit the people who deserve it for putting their awesome art and work out there. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. I learned a lot about him, a lot of things that I had no idea, no prior knowledge before. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. So without further ado, welcome Jose to the podcast. round two and we're live welcome to the podcast jose what's up dude dude yo yo we're here um you know what's funny is i've seen you around so often but i've never actually talked to you this is like our first time actually having a conversation outside of instagram or twitter so i'm happy (laughs) we're finally able to do this saw you at the show too shy to talk (laughs) uh no you know for, for me, it's just, I'm, I, I, you know, I've seen you around so much. I was like, oh, okay. That guy definitely uh, knows what shows are good to come to. Cause I, I see you around so often, but it's just, um, the only photographers that I actually know off the top of my head, uh, I don't think, yeah, honestly, I, I don't think I know any because you're the first like legit photographer to come on the podcast and I'm almost oh, at like a hundred episodes. That's crazy. <laughs> That's cool, though. Makes me feel special. Yeah. Well, can you talk about how you got into doing photography? Because like w- w- this is going to be like major origin stories because I have so many questions about how you got to where oh, you're at now. It's it's crazy. Uh, well, I, I got into photography because of skateboarding. Because I was always when I started skating, I was. I was just a fat kid in the group. Like, dude, I'm too scared to try even to Ollie. So I'll be the photographer kid. Pick up a camera. I actually started filming. And then that's how I was like, I'm pretty comfortable with a camera. And my grandpa gave me his like old Pentax, like film camera. And, and then I started taking pictures. I was like, okay, these look cool, I guess. And then it just blossomed from there. And then, um, I I used to sneak in my did like dude 
it's a two megapixel fucking digital camera. I used to sneak in those cameras to like shows and take pictures at shows. I don't have any of those photos anymore, but I would have loved to see them. That's actually, um, wait, real quick on that point. Uh, it's, it's funny that you talk about how you had to sneak in your camera. Uh, yeah. to shows because i don't think a lot of people remember back in the day uh like cameras weren't allowed unless you were press and i, I remember fun. like at certain venues if they saw you with a camera out they would literally grab you and like either um yeah. just yeah. take your camera or escort you out because it, like photography or I, video I had, recording wasn't allowed moments. go ahead sir yeah, i had my moments and i had my moments of those um i got chased after at the show one time like i had to like run around the pit that's so crazy it but it was fucking crazy but now it's so it's so normal like everybody has a cell phone that has a camera that can take pictures or video record dude the new iphone's like totally better than a lot of cameras now. it's crazy yeah and i have a buddy who has the new iphone and he doesn't believe me when i tell him that his camera's defective because he, he should be able to point and shoot and take awesome photos without even trying but every photo that he takes or that i've ever seen anybody take with his phone is just crappy and he swears <laughs> it's just um him not knowing how to use his camera but i'm telling him every time i'm like dude you have a bad camera yeah something's wrong with that shit like literally you you shoot with a, a new iphone it's like it should be like some some fucking crazy shit <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you, you used to sneak your cameras into shows. How'd you yeah. even get into this was in the Philippines, by the way, let's like, Oh, uh, Philippines. Wait, this was in the Philippines. That... You used to live in the Philippines. Yeah. I was born and raised there. Wow. I I... Like 20 years. Wait, how many years? 20, 20 years. Holy shit. Yeah. I had Crazy. no idea. What part? Uh, the South. It's like this, the Southern Island called Mindanao. Well, I lived there all over the place because of my, my dad, uh-huh. my dad worked for Bank of America and he like, he had to like go around the country opening like branches, but like our main, like my, like basically like I grew up in the South. It's, is- it's the cuts for sure. It's like, it's pretty crazy. That's crazy. So um, here's a little weird backstory. My dad, he was born in Manila. Oh, sick. Yeah, but I've never been. Dude, it, don't go right now. It's crazy there, but okay. eventually you, it's tight. Okay, dang, 20 it's years. Okay, you know, th- th- that is literally blowing my mind right now. I just assumed you were born in the States. Oh, no, dude. A lot of, I was wondering, a lot of people thought I was born here. Okay, all right, so you grow so you getting the camera skateboarding this is all happening in the philippines yeah in the philippines it's like dude it was like it, it, that's why dude, it, was, it was really hard to like even like even like basic technology like a simple digital camera it was like hard to get a hold like i think my dad bought that digital camera the two megapixel digital camera for like twenty-two thousand pesos which is like i think about fuck i don't know like maybe like 400 bucks at that time 
That is so ridiculous when you think about like and that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. A lot of money for not that great of technology for today's standards. Like I don't. Even, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I bet you can go buy like a a, a burner phone. It'll probably have a better camera. Yeah, true, dude. And it's like, dude, you could probably go to like Goodwill and find like the same camera that I bought for twenty two thousand pesos for like two bucks. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely it's crazy how advanced technology has gotten like for that kind of stuff in like such a short amount of time. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Dude, that's like I, I would tell people about about stuff like this. It's like, dude, you, you buy a new camera today, next week that's like old news. And like every couple of years I toy with the idea of actually buying a camera and I always have to do like new research because all the stuff that I knew yeah. about, like the research I did like the couple of years prior is like all like outdated. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I feel that I just bought a new camera like at the beginning of the year and it was like the hardest thing. It's like I had the same camera for like about six years. And it was just like, dude, I'm going to forget how to use this shit when I buy a new camera. But uh, it worked out pretty well, I guess. Okay, so going back to the Philippines, you lived there, uh, you said until you were 20? Yeah, until I was 20. So in, so you said your dad was moving around, opening up new, new branches of Bank of America. Like, did you constantly have to like switch schools or were you like... In, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, like moving to me was like second nature, for sure. Like, Okay, so you just like never really got too attached yeah, until until like later on, like toward like when I was in high school, I like high school, college, I stayed in the same like city. So that was like that was home to me. And but yeah, like when I was yeah, like younger years, I was like very like, yeah, we moved around a lot. And growing up, were you always learning English or were you only speaking the native language? Uh, no, um, well. We speak English in our schools and then, dude, TV, <laughs> definitely. Okay. Watch too much Watch too much Power Rangers. Okay, so you've basically been speaking English your whole life. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, like, my both my mom and dad, like, they would come to America, like, often. So, it's like, and then they'll come home and we just speak it. And excuse me. And would you guys like go or come to America like on vacation? No, I dude. It's it is. I'm I'm gonna tell you a TMI, dude. Okay. I never went to America till till I was twenty. Cause when I was a kid, my mom would never take me because I always shat and pissed myself. <laughs> what? Like on the just like yeah. Like well, it's like dude, like. I'll have like, I'll be so anxious and I'll shit myself. And my mom was like, yeah, you're never going to America. And my grandma was like, yeah, we're not taking you. I was like, oh, fuck. my brother came here like three times. Not me. Wow. And, uh, at and, what then, point? And, then, and I grew up and then I grew up and I was like, we just never planned on traveling here yet. So eventually like, you know, like the first time, the first time I've been here was when we moved. And obviously at some point you had to have gotten over that. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, dude, chill. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, you gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so you're in your twenties, and you guys like full on, like just pick up and move to America. 
Well, that, it was a plan, right? It was like, it was like a, ever since we were kids, like, yeah, like eventually, you know, finish college and we'll, we're moving there. Cause like my mom's family is here and a lot of my dad's family is here. So we're just moving here. Cause like, you know, third world country problems. Yeah. Okay. And are, you guys moved to, I'm guessing LA. Yeah, dude. Valley 818, baby. Okay. Dang. So you, how old are you now? I am 34. So 14 years. I've been here 14 years. Okay. So you, actually, you, holy shit, dude. No, actually take it back. What's today? Today is the ninth. Well, shit, dude. I, it's my 15th year. Today? In uh, four days ago. Holy That's shit. Crazy. Dude, I've been here 15 years. That's crazy. That's uh, half my life. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. That's almost half my life, dude. Crazy. Holy yeah. shit, I, I'm tripping out right now. Yeah, that, that's definitely a long time. So, well, when you guys moved to America, you were done with college. Did you have like any kind of plan, or was it like, okay, I, I'm going to get to America so and figure it out? I didn't finish college because oh. uh, I, I basically I ran out of time because like I slacked off. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I was in a band. I was skating, so you know, like school was like. School was cool. I mean, I wasn't like a fuck up, but it's just like, I just did, I just did so much things. And then it's just like, um, at one point school became like, just was thrown to the side. But, uh, I mean, stay in school kids. <laughs> well, you know, I definitely have a similar path when it comes to college. Cause I, I didn't finish. I, I kind of got over it. I was like, school's not for me. Yeah. I'm going to just figure it out. So I just yeah. left. Well, it's like, it's crazy. Cause it's like, I mean, I'm not blaming my, I'm not blaming my parents at all, but it's at one point I had to like take a detour. Cause like, I like what I was taking. I was like, it was like kind of like, comp- it's like kind of between computer science and accounting, which is cool. Like I like, I'm, I'm a fucking computer nerd. And my mom was like, my mom and like her friends, like kind of like peer pressured me to like, Hey, why don't you take up nursing? It's a cool thing. I'm like, all right, fuck, I'll I'll do it. I'll do. It. I'll take one for the team. And then that kind of like, I was there for like a year and a half. And yeah, that that shit threw me off. And you just weren't into being or working towards being yeah, a nurse. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't my thing, dude. And then when I start seeing fucking twelve letter words, I'm like, yep, nope, not not my thing for sure. Have you ever listened to that comedian Joe Coy? Oh, dude. Yeah, he's funny as shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, he has that bit about uh, Filipinos and uh, them being nurses. Yeah, dude. Crazy. It, yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, There's a bunch. Like, I don't know, dude. For some, I mean, I guess it's funny to me because I can relate. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> or it's just funny in general. <laughs> you you bring it up like that. That's what pops in my mind is that I'm hearing that joy, uh, the Joe Coy bit in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so dude, it's, it, it's it's fun. Yeah, and Philippines was cool. And then, yeah, I picked up a camera, just started taking pictures, a lot of pictures. And then, yeah, I dude, that was all about that watermark shit. I was all about that emo bullshit, dude. Like, it's like literally all the photos I t- would t- I would have taken before would like, dude, they would be like Tumblr hits for sure. And okay, so you, you get to the states, and uh, did you even at that point were you already just done with school just like it was like out of your mind yeah well i tried to enroll it i tried to enroll at lacc just to try and finish it but it would have uh set me back like 
two years. Mm-hmm. So basically, like with with like the the transcript and everything, like they'll convert it and. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're gonna be like almost a freshman again. I'm like, yeah, fuck no, dude. Yeah. Like I didn't just I didn't just go through three years of college just to go start over. So yeah, they kind of bummed me out too. I definitely get that because time, uh, especially like when you get older, like time, I feel like time becomes like way more precious. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's like, well, it's like it's kind of yeah, like definitely like that, and then it was like just hearing it was kind of like a slap in the face like dude like everything you worked hard for was like nothing for nothing okay. and i was like yeah fuck that dude i was like i'm not about that so i just just started working i literally like my my bro my dad actually took me to the mall the first day i was here and i was like damn i want that and i saw hot topic dude i'm like yo i want all that shit <laughs> like I, I saw a bunch of like afi shirts and shit like that i'm like yo this is sick and he was like, well, you don't have money, so you have to work. And I was like, yeah, I'd, like find, I'm going to find a job right now. So like, I, I, I got a job, and it was crazy because I used to take care of old people. That was your first job? Dude, it was my first job. It was weird. And it's, it's funny. So I, I applied for it not knowing what, what, um, what is that shit. It's like, it's like when old people are about to die. Fuck, what is the term? Is it something home but yeah like i didn't know like that was the home that i applied to like like they were like they were meant to die like they're they're just like being comfortable is that a hospice hospice yeah there you go hospice care and then it's like dude it was crazy i was like holy i mean i didn't know like like the my first patient died i'm like holy shit i was like freaking out like i saw her like last breath in front of me oh wow that's crazy and i'm like holy shit like and I was like freaking out. And and then one of my coworkers like, you know what this place is, right? I'm like, no, I don't. I just applied for it. I got hired and I was like, I'm here. I was like, I was, and I got used to it eventually. And like, it sucks. It's like, it's going to make me sound so heartless, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it became a job to me eventually. And yeah, I just, I quit it because it's like, I didn't get to do stuff like my my workplace was close to the Cobalt Cafe. I don't know if you're familiar with the Cobalt. Yes, in Canoga Park. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Um, dude, uh, so yeah, it was close to Cobalt. And it's like, I would see all these like punk kids. Like, I was like, dude, what the fuck is this place? I've never been there. I've never been in it. And, and then I was like, with my job, I can't really go to shows and stuff like that. Like, I think my first show was a chain reaction. It was uh, my American heart. Okay. Just because I was because I was Filipino, and my friend was like, "Oh, you're Filipino. I'll take I'll take you to the show." I'm like, "Fucking dick." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was cool. It was a cool show. But uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really my thing, but it was cool. Wait, um, so you said your job didn't um, uh, enable you to go to shows? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It was just like because like I lived at the place. Oh, okay. And I, my only my only off day was like to go home to family. Dude, it was literally like my job was literally meant for like people who were like have nothing to do in their lives. Like retired people, you know? That's why a lot of my coworkers were like they're just old Filipino people. And what like what would you do while you were at work since like everybody was just kind of just hanging out until they're about to die? Dude. Dude, I was like I would literally like I yeah, I had like a I would just be on like myspace that's it like listen to music and then just like do my job and then 
go on MySpace and do. And my boss gave me a bike at one point, and I was just, I would just bike around like Canoga Park and shit like that. That's crazy. So yeah, it was it was it was it was, and then I just realized it was like it wasn't really for me. Like so, the money was so good, dude. Like it was insane. Like I'm not even gonna say how much, but it was insane. And then like I had a camera then too. Like I I bought I finally bought a DSLR, and it sucked because I would I would just take pictures of like anything around the fucking home. Like you know a lot of these macro shots where it's like oh this this is a fucking statue I'm gonna take a picture of, or this this little China doll I'm gonna take a picture of like some shit like that some corny shit. But uh and then I was like dude this sucks I want I want to like take pictures out there. So you so, leave the hospice place and where do you end up next? Uh, I ended up working at a watch company and this is the, this is the company that I worked for, for like a really long time. So it was a nine to five. So yeah, like I started, I was able to go to like shows and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I remember. And then, yeah, I started going to like knitting factory shows, which is super Dude, cool. That's, that's old school. I don't think that place is around anymore. No, it's not. It's, I think it's like a gym or, or a buffet or something like that. Oh, shit. Legendary show at the Knitting Factory. It was a matinee show. I, I got to see piece by piece, First Blood and Terror. It was crazy. Dude, I think, okay, I think my, bro- my brother was here six months before me, and I think he went to that show. Yeah, it was insane. And he, he was emailing me about it. It's like, dude, I want to go to America now so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Is that the one that got like shut down or something? No, no, no. Uh, you, you might be thinking of the whiskey when Terror got banned. Okay, maybe that's the one. Okay, yeah. Okay, maybe I'm thinking about that. But uh, yeah, like, I, yeah, my brother was like, would email me about like shows, like, because he was here for six months. Like, he was here six months ahead of me. I'm like, dude, fuck, I want to go. Like, he saw Paramore at like some coffee shop. I'm like, dude, that's sick, fuck. But I want to fucking go now. That's wild. But, I've uh, only yeah. seen Paramore like. I think like twice. Once it, I've never um, seen them. Saw them at uh, was it uh, Bamboozle or was it Warped Tour? I can't remember. It was when um, uh, she was all about wearing orange. Oh shit! It's probably Bamboozle. Yeah, I can't remember. But, but uh, yeah, dude, like I've never seen that band. I would love to see that band, but I've never got a chance. Really? I'd um, love to shoot them too. Dude, I I think their uh their latest record is like my favorite thing. Oh, dude, it's sick, dude. It's like it's really well written. Yeah. Okay. And like Josh, like was that Josh? Is it was the drummer Zach? I don't know. I think one of the Pharaoh brothers who came back, like his, his I don't know. He just brings something like that makes it very Paramore. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, yeah, dude. Um, Wait. So. So yeah. I mean, crazy um cobalt and i started going to shows and my cousin i'm like my cousin um played a show at the cobalt and he was like dude can you take pictures of us and i'm like i started taking pictures i took pictures of them and i took pictures of the opener and then this the opener the opener like was playing at chain reaction a week later and they invited me to take pictures and then it's just like snowballed from there dude it's like oh yeah and then this opening knew the dude from like rufio or something like that and they hit me up and then fucking just started shooting so it was all because you wanted to go shoot your cousin's band 
Yeah, my cousin's brand new cover band. <laughs> oh, it, it was a cover band? Yeah, the, the, he's Filipino, dude. What do you expect? He's, he's going to cover something. That's crazy. Okay. He uh, had like four covers and one original. Those <laughs> sets always like blow my, my mind. I remember I, I went to a, a pop punk show and one of the local bands did like seven covers. And I was like, this is like kind of weird because there were like a, a couple covers that, that they did that I liked. But then I was like, wait, where's like their original stuff? Because like it, it didn't sound that bad when they were playing. <laughs> yeah. It's so dude. It's crazy. Like, I mean, like I like to cover a song, but because I'm terrible. Well, actually, you know what? That's not true. I'm terrible at fucking playing the guitar. So, like, I end up like writing my own shit. That's probably why. That's why I love writing because it's like I can't cover any. Like, if there's a song I like, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover this. Like, okay, I can't play it. Never mind. I'm just gonna write. <laughs> And uh, speaking of playing the guitar, do you play? Um, is that what what you do in Wolves? No, I sing in I sing for Wolves and I play guitar in another band called Apperson. That's okay. like my more mellow mellow band. Okay. And cuz yeah, and I know we're kind of skipping around here but you actually played a show last night? Yeah, yeah, at the FTG at Orange County with with seizures. It was, it was sick. Yeah, I, I feel like um, like not a lot of people talk about seizures, which I, I think is a little strange. Yeah, dude, what the hell? Like the, the heaviest fucking band in California. Well, it, how, was, <laughs> how was your guys' set last night? It was sick. It was like, I'm surprised like a lot of people showed up early. It's like, I was like, used, okay, so like, I mean, I've played so many shows and then it's like, I'm so used to like, you know, I played one time, I played in front of like three people, which is, you know, it doesn't bother me. Like a show is a show to me. Like you never know who's watching you, you know, like it, this sounds like so like, oh, like autobiography bullshit, but it's like, you, yeah, for sure. Like you never know who's like watching you. Like this could, this, this, one of these three people could be some, some really important or change your fucking life. But, uh, yeah, um, dude, people were like there like early. I mean, like the venue is pretty, I mean, it's, it's a decent size. It's like, it wasn't small, but so like, like just seeing the people, like, dude, it's like kind of packed already. And it's like, that's sick for an opener, you know? Yeah. And that's cool. I, I've never heard of the um, spot that the show happened at last night. Yeah. It's a, I guess it's pretty new, dude. It's like, it's tight. It has like lighting and fucking great sound system as a stage. And yeah, it's like, it's like a warehouse that they use. It's kind of like a collective spot where like, there's like, I know there's a studio in there. Oh, wow. And then they do like art shows and stuff like that. Like, and then obviously like concerts and there's a bar. So they have a liquor license. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have to check that out because uh, I'm definitely into cool spots like that because I was in yeah. uh Tampa like last weekend and they had a show it was like at this bar and like I don't drink or anything but it was just uh, it was just really interesting it was a pretty cool setup so yeah dude it's like it's crazy like like I remember remember that place Riff Mountain yes like I love that dude I fucking love that I riff forever dude yeah rest in peace but dude it's it's crazy 
it was like I, I remember the first time I, I I went to Rift Mountain. I'm like, wait, there's like a venue in Florissant that I've never heard of. And it was just like, yeah, you know, it's it was not a, program. Yeah, it was behind that uh, Chevron. It was just like some warehouse. It was just like super DIY. I was like, all right, this is badass. Yeah, dude, it's, it was pretty sick. It was like one of like, dude, I played there like what like three, four times, and it was like always a time. Like regardless if there's like not a lot of people or like a pack ass show like it's always the time i think the last show there was like the jesus peace show yeah which is insane you think about how big jesus peace is and for them to come out and play at rift mountain yeah and then the line that that lineup alone it's like yeah this this place is gonna fucking this place is gonna fucking destroy <laughs> yeah but yeah like it was cool but uh yeah i miss that place so much i miss the people who ran it and it's like i mean I, I kind of just saw them last night, but yeah, missed the place. Okay. And your band uh, just recently created their Twitter and you guys were like, were you guys inactive for a little bit? Well, okay. So the, the story with the Twitter is we have an old Twitter. That okay. We, we, we were kind of active a long time ago. Like I think it was like Oh nine or some shit like that. And I was I'm tr- I was trying to like get our Spotify for artists verified, and it won't take our Instagram, which is like we're pretty active in Instagram. So okay, like, so I was losing my goddamn mind. I was like typing all these links and shit. Like this is us. This is all my fuck. This is Facebook. This is Bandcamp. This is all that shit. And I was like, okay, I I didn't try the Twitter route, and then I literally like, dude. I, I tried to log into our old Twitter. I can't remember shit. And I guess it's connected to our guitar players, like old email that he doesn't even know. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to make one. Dude, I made one. Dude, like 10 minutes later, we were like Spotify verified. Like, oh my God, dude, I should have just done this. But uh, yeah, so that's the reason why I made a new Twitter. Okay. Damn. For the- I. For, for for me, obviously, like I, I'm not in, in a band or anything, so I I don't really know how all that behind the scenes stuff works. So I, I can imagine like the stress of just trying to get like the band recognized on Spotify, but it had to like go through like those different channels and they weren't like taking. So the fact that you had to like do the new Twitter and it just happens like super fast is actually kind of funny and strange. Yeah, dude, I was like, I was so stressed. I was like, so anxious that day. Like, I even, I even tweeted it myself. Like, I'm, I'm losing my damn mind because of this shit. I just like, I just don't like. I mean, like, I'm the kind of, like, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. I feel like astrology people out there, like, dude, I'm all about getting shit like done right away. I don't know. Okay. I'm OCD. I'm super OCD in a way. And for, for the band, do you guys have any plans to put out new music? Yeah, 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 we're actually trying to write. Like, our guitar player has like nine songs written, and we're just we just oh. have to sit down and make it full songs. Okay, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, we tried we tried to start last week, but I don't know. We were just like we have shows, and yeah, we we have shows to do, and then we just like okay, we're just gonna practice. Yeah, like the band's been around for a good minute. Like people like I know like I mean like I'm not like kind of like old man bragging or anything, but I'm just I'm just saying like. People never realize like we're not a newer band. Like we're not known, obviously, but like we've been around since like '08, <laughs> and it's like when we broke up like two, twice or three times. But uh, yeah, it's, we're we're one of those bands. We're like worse than Bane. 
but um, at least you guys are still doing things. Bane had yeah, to call it quits. Yeah, it's like it's just like well, one of the reasons why we broke up the first time is because I moved to the Bay, and I I didn't think it was like the right move to like you know make it a long distance band, and so like we called it a day. And then a year later, we did our full U.S. tour. <laughs> Came back to do a full U.S. tour. Damn, that's that's crazy. Because bands don't really do that these days. Oh yeah, dude, it was like random. Like people like put thought to it. Like, but like we we were like we never toured as a band. Like when we were super active, we okay. we, we would do like weekenders. Like you know, like we did a lot of weekenders. And then uh, we got the opportunity to like go out with this with a homies band. Like they were doing a full U.S. tour, and I'm like, dude, we're in. We like you know just to get it out. And that was my that was actually my first tour, my first full U.S. tour, which is crazy. I've done like a few after that, but it's like that was my very first one. It was a, it was a trip. And being out uh, on the road for the first time for your full U.S. was it like? fun stressful did it was it something that you like really enjoyed the whole time or oh dude i loved it i mean like it's like you know like i've always i knew i knew a lot of people a lot of or like a lot of friends of mine would be like on tour and they would tell they would say like oh it's like dude it's it's what makes or break makes or breaks a band and like and i'm like yeah nah that's just you guys and then i mean and then you realize that's so true dude because you're in a close space for like a month and you just realize things about other people but dude i would not trade it for the world dude i love those guys and it was a time like one of the best times of my life okay and you said you did a couple other full us's was that um you playing music or were you doing photography um i was virgin photography yeah for the the next two like next three actually yeah i did like one with like silver snakes I did two with this band Silver Snakes and one it was for like the Bring Me the Horizon tour and then the other one was for like the Chevelle tour, which is crazy. Okay. And which and the last one I did was with Crooked Teeth at uh, during um the Dis Wildlife tour last spring. Okay. Yeah. And which aspect of it do you like better? Do you like actually being on stage playing in the band or doing merch or just doing photography that's that's a tough one because it's like both have like I, mean, I don't know like i love playing i love playing shows but you know like there's just it's just different like responsibilities for sure like you know when you're playing shows like you have to definitely take i mean obviously being on the road you have to take care of yourself regardless but uh you know like you have to worry about your voice you know like dude like my first full u.s tour i first night i blew up my voice I, it was gone for like the next five days and each night of that's where we had a show so like on the on the drives on the drives i was just not talk like until like i got until i got my voice like my my like my voice got better and it's like okay i'm back you know but like the first week it was just like dude don't talk to me i will not talk back like people were worried like dude are you mad at us like no dude i just can't talk i blew up my i blew out my voice the first night of tour yeah it's like text me yeah text me like for <laughs> asl or something like that that's crazy damn yeah, was, and then uh with like photography like you have to like you know like you have to be on it like dude i have like so many like photographer friends right on tour right now and then dude like like my friend gabe just like 
tweeted about like something about like dude like he had to edit in the in the van because like you know like i guess he didn't do his edits while they were not moving some shit like that and it's like dude that's so true dude like i i found myself like staying up all night editing just so the band has some content the next day that's what i'm always curious about like because i know some people will take their time to put stuff out and then for me i was just like forget but i, I definitely appreciate the people that have that fast turnaround because i can be like oh shit the photos from the show yeah. that i was at are up like let me see if i can try to find myself yeah dude it's 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 crazy well i remember like sound and fury 20 what is that it came back 2017 or no, 2016 right? yeah 16 16 it came back 2016 and we, I, sh- I was shooting that like, and then my, th- another photo peer of mine, Jonathan Turner, he, uh, he would, he had like a Wi-Fi card or something like that. So he would post like right after the band just played and do that's like, what the hell? So the next year, 2017, I got myself one of those two. And I was just like, I would mess with him. Like, yo, J- JT, like I'm on it already. So you don't have to post it. We were just like, we were just fucking around. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it was just funny. Like, yeah, but, but people appreciate that. So, for sure yeah and, and do you do like a ton of crazy like edits to your photos before you post them oh uh, not really like i'm very like i keep it simple i guess i mean like i'm i like black and white obviously i mean if, if you've seen my stuff like i do a lot of black and white photography and then but uh yeah not not too much crazy edits like i I don't know. I don't know if it's me being lazy or just me. Like, this is cool. This is cool with me. Like, I like it. I like what I see. Like, yeah, like it just depends really. Cause sometimes like, you know, like there are, there are some photos like I have in my head, like, dude, I'm going to put like three photos together just to make this cool ass photo, you know, but for the most part for show photos, it's just like, I keep it simple, you know, like brightness, contrast, you know, some, some, some tones, Okay. And yeah, you, you uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You keep it hundo. Okay. And you, you bring up the sand and fury. Were you there th- this past year? Uh, yeah, dude. Um, I've, I've, I've been going to sand and fury since what? 20, the 2011, 2012, I think 2012. And ever since then, Okay. It, it, I felt like there was like a lot of photographers on stage this year. Maybe I'm speaking oh, yeah. like out of turn, but it seemed like there was like, like a lot. Do you ever find it hard? Like in that situation, like, are you guys like fighting for shots? Are you guys like t- taking turns? I don't really know how it works up there. Well, I can, I mean, I can't speak for other photographers, but like how they feel, but like me, like I'm cool with it. Like, I mean, like we're all homies here. Like, you know, like, as much as possible, I, I try, like, we, I mean, I try to be, like, super friendly, like, even before, like, a set, like, hey, what's up, man? Like, what's up? Like, no, you know, like, I can't, you can't really be, a, like, a dick to someone, especially if they're shooting the whole fest. Also, being a dick is just not cool. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's like, uh, yeah, we just, I just try to be, like, super, like, you know, mindful also. Like, I feel sometimes, I'm pretty sure, like, I've done it. Like, I'm not saying I'm a, the perfect photographer, like, where it's, like, where it's like oh yeah like i don't i do no wrong you know like no i'm pretty sure i got into people's shots for sure like i'm a big guy too so it's like oh 
but I mean, I feel very sorry about that. Like sometimes like shit, my bad. Like I would try to apologize as, you know, as much as I can, like, dude, I'm sorry if I was in your way, but like, as much as possible, it doesn't like bother me, like having a lot of people. I mean, I, I'm, I know it bothers a lot of bands to have that much people on stage. But yeah, for me, like I, I usually, for the most part, I'm, I, I stay mindful, but I'll get my shots and I'll get out of your way. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I just not really sure because yeah, there's so many people on stage, you know, trying to capture these moments and obviously you don't really get second chances at that because it's real time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And it's like, if, and if anything, like what I do is like, sometimes I just like even take like a spot where it's like definitely out of everyone's way and then I can still get my shots. And if I want to stay there, like I'll stay there. I mean, like, yeah, like you don't really need like fucking a hundred pictures of Pat Flynn, you know, like, you, like three photos of Pat Flynn is like, and then just get three killer photos. You're good. Okay. So some shit like that. And do you, you see if you find the one spot that you like, you'll stay there, but do you have like, like in your mind before the set starts, like, um, specific, you know, uh, like how am I trying to wear this? <laughs> like, do you have like specific, excuse me, specific shots in mind that you want to try to capture, like of the band, like doing certain things before the set starts? Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, actually, that's 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 a good question. Like, yeah, like recently, actually, uh, I've been more like mind, like I I keep like mental notes now because before, like, dude, I I just go in like blank minded. We're just like, okay, I'll just shoot whatever you know like get a wide angle shot that 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 looks cool on a shirt or some shit like that but uh now now i'm more my mindful about like my shots where like i keep my mental notes where like okay i need these specific shots and then after that you know go go freestyle but yeah like it's it's cool to have actually it's like it's actually super what do you what's the word it's super fulfilling where it's like when you get it, you're like, hell yeah. It's like landing a skate trick, you know, like, yeah, all in slow mo. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like, it's cool to see, you know, just a checklist. It's always cool to have like a little checklist. And jumping back, how'd you get into hardcore? Were you into it uh, before you came to the States or was it something that you kind of got into after you moved here? Yeah. Um, so like in the Philippines, like my, my city in the Philippines, it's called, it's a city called Iligan and well, I'm from this place called Cagayan de Oro. It's a long ass name. It means golden friendship, but, uh, and then there's like a big, like, not really a big one, but there's, there's a scene. There was like a scene in that area. And, and yeah, like, so like we, we, I got into like comeback kid and like, you know, like a lot of like, a lot, a lot of victory bands, definitely, because the record store in our city had like a section where it's like rock. But if you look to the bottom, all the victory, like victory records, like releases were there. Like there was like Ignite was there and fucking Earth Crisis, which all that shit was there. Was like, so I was like me, like, you know, this this artwork looks cool. I'll buy it. And it's like, that's how, you know, I got into it. But before that, I was all into like fucking alternative rock and like like probably metal or some shit like that okay damn that's cool shout yeah. out to that uh that record store for having those uh, yeah albums for sure there. dude that's crazy because 
yeah, like I would like I would see like no effects and like newfound glory and all that shit, and then just go look down the fucking sh- the the rack, and you're like, oh, victory style one, Earth crisis, and all this shit. And I was like, oh god, dude, cool. And, it, and then uh, yeah, I bought a comeback at uh, Wake the Dead tape. Wow, that's old school. <laughs> tape, not CD. I couldn't afford a CD. Um, did you go to any hardware shows in the Philippines? Because I know some bands uh, yeah, like tour out the there. Local one. Um, I've never seen any band from the from the states. Okay. Play there because like when I was there, like not a lot of people. Like I think like I left already when like Have Heart played there, and like when Bane went there, and then when Terror played there. Like I already left. I was already in America when that ha- that was happening, which is kind of like a bummer because it's like, dude, I would have gone. Yeah, it would have been cool to see a band like that, like on or like in that part of the world. Yeah, dude, it was, it, it, it was it, it's like I would see videos on YouTube like. And it's like, damn, that's so sick. It's like, dude, that's like fucking like that's how like it was. It's in a basketball court, like a public park basketball court. And damn, that's so sick. Like, I wish I was there. But I mean, like, I mean, I'm here now. I get I mean, like, I can't complain. I in. I'm in the States. Like, dude, there's always hardcore shows. Yeah, and, and besides the My American Heart, do you remember like the first actual hardcore show that you, you went to? Dude, I can't, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm like straight thinking right now. Like, yeah, I was literally thinking about that. I think it's, I think I went to a hardcore show in, at the Trilogy Theater. Like, it was like a local fucking show at the Trilogy. I can't remember who played, but damn. God, I can't even remember who played. I think one of the bands, one of the bands was like Murder Death Kill or something like that. Okay, and you say the Trilogy Theater. Are, are you talking about the one that was in Victorville? Yeah, in Victorville. Okay, all right. Because you said locals, I'm trying to. I was make just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Damn. I, you know what's crazy is I haven't heard anybody bring up that venue in a really long time. So the fact that you bring it up is crazy to me, dude. So, so I mentioned the trilogy because when i started a band here in the states um our drummer he's also from my town in the philippines oh wow he lived in victorville and he's like a great drummer like and he, he's also kind of my cousin so <laughs> so yeah like uh we started a band and he lives up in the fucking he lives in apple valley so it's like dude he had no neighbors so we could fucking play all fucking day so yeah we were just like we would spend our weekends up in in Victorville Apple Valley area and then just like riot jam and then yeah and then we found out like oh trilogy theater like okay we'll go we'll go to shows here which is insane yeah. because i i saw so many good bands at the trilogy and it was like in the middle of nowhere dude that's yeah dude it's it that venue is so sick like honestly like i played there once and it was tight i remember i played there with a band called uh cry for the affliction they're like a solid state band or something like that they're kind of like metal quarry okay and I, yeah it's like sick i remember i saw four years strong there for the first time dude that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy like the first time i saw four years strong was at warp tour and that dude like you seeing them in a venue that tiny is crazy yeah and i remember they covered uh the suicide file and they're like oh this is a cover song i don't think any, anybody in here is gonna know it but they literally covered the suicide file i'm like what the hell like this is crazy because because at the time like 
I just liked four years strong. I didn't know that they were like, you know, hardcore dudes. Uh, yeah. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, this is really awesome. I, I was like super stoked, but that's so cool, dude. Yeah. Dude. That, yeah. I love that band. I love that band. Four years strong. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen them in a long time. I think the last time I saw them was when they did that. Uh, the two nights at chain with Seaway. Oh shit. I think I saw them the last time it was also Warp Tour, unfortunately. But uh, I've, um, I, th- I, was, I was I was supposed to go to that acoustic tour they did. Okay. Because I, I I love how they I love their all their acoustic renditions of their songs. It's so it's so well like planned. It's not just like we're just gonna play these songs in the acoustic guitars. Like no, it's like it sounds totally different, but it sounds sick. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that stuff. Yeah, dude. And they're great fucking they're great live too. So it's funny. Yeah, and even, then, uh, even after like all these years cuz like I I've seen them at uh like you know in every different type of setting and they've never failed to put on a good show. Okay, now I remember fuck. Now I remember I think I remembered my first fucking hardcore show. Okay. I think it was the I would think it was the B9 tour. Damn, I, I, I can't remember with, with that. Like, with, with like Ruiner and like, well, it was technically it's not even hardcore. It's like Strike Anywhere, Polar Bear Club, Ruiner. Yeah, I, I think that counts. I guess that counts. Yeah, but uh, I think that was the first one. I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure it's it's between those two trilogy show trilogy and that show. Because like when I first came to America, like I did have a list of bands I wanted to see. I I was like doing the whole like checking off list like i want to see thursday i want to see finch i want to see all these bands like i want to see comeback it like, it's all these bands that i love that i just want to see get get it off my list that's why i went to warp tour he's like dude okay warp tour like fucking kill switch engages headlining i'm like okay i want to see kill switch engage i love kill switch engage yeah and, and that's a good place to knock off like bands off your list because uh, yeah it's such a, for sure because like the last couple of years wasn't like my favorite, but they definitely did have some like solid lineups. Yeah. Dude, the last, the very last one was like, dude, they, they just threw everything in there. Like the two day one. Okay. Like, I, I was going to, I wasn't sure if you're talking about the one that they marketed as like the last warp tour or the one that they came back with like the, the select the, dates. The last, like the last show, like the last warp run. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the one in the Bay. And it's like, dude, it was crazy. Cause like they just literally threw everyone in there. Like dude, jawbreaker was in there. Like, all American rejects was in there. It's crazy. Yeah, the last Warped Tour was, was was cool. It's it's crazy. Warped Tour is crazy to me because it's like it's something I've always heard about in the Philippines. Like where it's like this is gonna be fucking tight. This is like one of the sickest things. But and then they finally like got to America and like okay cool let's see what what's this about. And then that's it. Like dude, it was like dude, this is the time. I remember like my first Warped Tour was 07 and. There was still skating and shit like that, so it was cool. And then, th- and then I just kept going since then. Yeah, and you definitely caught it at a good time. So I, I think the first one that I went to was either it was like '05 or '06. Dude, that's sick. Like, did you remember who was playing there? Um, like, who was like headlining? No, because because I remember like I, I just really wanted to see like just the heavier bands yeah um and then yeah i actually can't remember that far back 
God, that sounds so long dude. ago. 2005. Yeah, I, I remember like all these like, like I still remember like, dude, I remember like when Katy Perry played Warped Tour. Like I was there. Dude, I have a funny story. So I, I went to Warped Tour that year because I wanted to see like Mayday Parade and just, dude. yeah, just like a bunch of other bands. Katy Perry wasn't even on my radar, but I was there with this girl and she was like, hey, like the only person I want to see is Katy Perry. Like, will you come with me? And I was like, sure. I was like, I don't even know who that is, but I guess. So yeah. we go to see Katy Perry and she's not even like on the main stage. She's just on like a normal stage. It was like that, that skull candy stage or some shit like that. Yeah. And I remember we show up and like there's a sea of people and I'm like, what the hell? Like, why is there so many people here? And like, I was just like, my mind was just blown because I was like, okay, I was like, I have no idea who this girl is, but obviously like I'm late to the game because there's like a million people here to see her. Like it was so strange because like the stage looked small compared to the crowd that was there yeah. to see her. It was wild. <laughs> Dude, and speaking of Forrest Strong, she played right before Forrest Strong. <laughs> I think she played in between Confide and Forrest Strong. Yeah, this is insane. That's great. Yeah, actually, the first time I saw Katy Perry was she opened for the starting line at the Troubadour. Really? That's crazy. I didn't yeah, know. it was like a there was this like magazine party that like my friend works at, and she was like, "Hey, like come through. Like who's playing? Like oh, this band starting line." And then some girl. Like some girl, like dude, like two yeah. weeks later, I kissed that girl came out and like, dude, she blew up. Yeah, that's insane. The first time I, yeah. I saw the starting line was a warp tour. Dude, that's dude, like they're so like I I saw them recently at the Fonda with Teenagerist. So it's still so good. <laughs> yeah. Great band. But that's so crazy. <laughs> I, I can't get over that story. Yeah, dude. Katy Perry, dude. Who would have thought? I know. I mean, shit. Emin played Warp Tour. Yeah. It's, it's, I definitely liked how they would bring in like those kinds of acts. And then you just don't realize like how big they're actually going to be. And you kind of just like look yeah. back and you're like, wow, what a weird time. Yeah, dude. It's, it's crazy. It's like, I mean, like maybe it is a good platform. Like, you know, you are touring the entire country. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I've seen definitely. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like I've seen bands like bands playing the Ernie Ball stage, and next thing you know, they're like headlining like main stage. Yeah, and, who was that? But I'm not really Crazy. sure how that works. I think I think it was like Man Overboard. I think yeah, or I mean, I saw a title fight in the Ernie Ball stage, and they and they they were playing a bigger stage than like a couple years, like a few years later. Dude, what a great band! Dude, hell yeah. Dude, they're gonna come back, dude. If my chemical romance came back, they will. Hopefully. I, I just wonder, um, because I'm not gonna be surprised if they come back. Obviously, I want them to come back because I would love to see Title Fight again. Because I, I definitely loved everything that they did, and it was always like fun seeing that band. Oh yeah, dude. And all their tours were like stacked. Like I think the last title fight tour I saw was like Tile fight pianos and I think were okay maybe that and then or or was it the Menzingers Touche tour? No, no, that definitely was the, it was the piano tour. Yeah, dude, fuck, I miss that band so much. I was just like, it just they they came on like Spotify last night on the drive home from the show. I'm like, fuck, tears. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about the first time that I was able to see them. It was at Sand and Fury, two thousand nine. 
Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I just remember uh, some guy like stage dove before the set even started. And I was like, okay, I was like, this is going to be fun. Like, because like, for me back then, I was just like, all, all I cared about seeing was um, like, you know, the, the Reign Supreme set, Mother of Mercy, Bad Seed, oh, Naysayer. And, and honestly, I was like, okay, I was like, I hope Title Fight doesn't disappoint. And it was just so, so much fun. Dude, I'm like, I'm like to, remember, remember Sound of Fury when they had like all these like like I think Wonder Years was in it and Transit was in it. Like, I, I just that. love mix. I love mixed like festivals like that. I definitely caught the Man Overboard played one year. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, like, definitely love this. Like, I know there's like straight up like there's a lot of like hardcore like elitists were like, yeah, fuck this pop pop punk. I mean, it's pretty cool if you think about it. Yeah, which is, I don't know. For, for me, like I, I've always been into pop punk, and I've definitely always liked like other types of music. So, like, I don't really, I never really understood why people would get mad when like other yeah. like genres. But it, it's just like the bands that they would have from the other genres were like definitely like you know like hardcore related in some way, whether it be like the members or the label they were tied to. So even though they weren't yeah. like a straight up hardcore band, it still made sense because yeah, they were. Um, related to the scene in some way yeah for sure do you I mean it's like it's, it's just cool i mean and then and then even if you think about it, a lot of these pop punk kids are, are hardcore kids like they used to they all go to hardcore shows it was just tight love yeah. it yeah the only bummer is i i didn't go to 2012 so i i missed like ivy league i didn't get to see Dude. basement at san and fury boston <laughs> oh, i'm sorry did Boston Strangle play there? No, they didn't. Play there. Never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Who did? Oh, 2012. Yeah. Oh, fucking. I know Blacklisted played. Who else played there? I don't know. Let me look it up. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. I know Ill Intent played. Dude, Harmsway played that year. That's crazy. I bet he was. He was. He wasn't as big of a guy then. I actually, a rival mob played. Fuck. That's the band. But I love, I love. Okay, so point. Yeah, I actually, I actually stepped out when Harmsway played because I had, I had to shit so bad, <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck, and, I and then I realized who was playing. I'm like, dude, I'm so bummed. I missed them. So, but I mean, after that, I've seen them like five times. So, yeah, there are uh, Harmsway's on tour right now with uh, Ghost Main. Ghost Main, yeah. Um, I thought Jesus was going to be on that tour too. Whoops. Yeah, dude, Sound and Fury. That's like that. Like, dude, I fucking. My heart belongs to Sound and Fury, dude. Like, like if they ask me to, to fucking shoot that shit, I will fucking do game on, dude. I will fucking shoot Sound and Fury forever. Man, it's always like. <laughs> I always forget how fun it is until like I'm actually there. And then you think about just the different levels of bands that they get just to come out to Southern California to come and play for that weekend. And the, yeah. them making it like bigger than just the festival because they always have like cool, like, you know, after shows or those art shows that are tied to it. So I, I think they always do like a great job every year. Yeah, dude, and those like Sound and Fury people like work so hard in this shit, dude. Like, like I would, 
I was talking to Riley, like one of the people who runs on theory and dude, like he was telling me about how like, like the have heart secret was like the hardest thing. Like, dude, like they, it's like, dude, they had to keep that shit on the, on the low. Like, I think like only like very few people knew about it, even like within the, the sound and fury, like team, which is like the gnarliest. <laughs> I was like, dude, if I was in a team, dude, I would have fucking said something. Well, yeah, if you look at like the impact that that band had on how the tickets sold and it was just like such a big deal for them when I like they announced that Have Heart was playing. Like, I feel like the whole hardcore community was just like kind of was like, oh, shit, like we have to go. It was crazy because like it's so funny because like I got the link a presale link like on that Monday. Mm hmm. And I was like, dude, I always go to Santa Fe, so fuck it. I don't care who's in the lineup. I buy it anyways. Like, well, I didn't buy it. Uh, the magazine I work for bought it for me. So, but yeah, they bought it. And then I was like, okay, thanks, cool. And then I think it was like a, a Wednesday that they, they announced, like, I think it was Wednesday when they announced Have Art, and people were like freaking the fuck out about tickets. And I'm like, dude, cool, dodge a bullet. Thank you. Damn, I, I, I remember I got the the pre-sale and I was like, okay, I'll um, buy it. But then I missed the, the window because it was only open for like a, you know, like a couple hours or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I was like, whatever. I was like, I'll just buy it the day tickets come out because, you know, uh, it's payday. Uh, the tickets will be back on sale. I'll just buy them and not a big deal. And then have heart gets announced. People are like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Okay." I was like, "It's fine." Like I've never had an issue getting a Sound and Fury ticket. And yeah. that I, I remember that morning I, I was at work and I was like, "Oh shit!" Tickets went on sale, so I like I went online to try to buy them, and th- it said like it was sold out. And I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "I was like, no way, it's sold out." Like this has never happened. And I went on Twitter. I started seeing people like tweeting about not being able to buy tickets. And people were saying that it was sold out. And I was like, holy shit, did it really sell out? And I was like so pissed because I was like, I should have just bought the tickets when I got the pre-sale link. But I was like feeling dumb because I missed the window. And I was honestly, I thought I wasn't going to be able to go because at that point they hadn't said anything about, you know, selling more tickets. More tickets, yeah. Dude, I feel I feel like that dude. A lot of people were like, dude, and it's funny because like, it's this. There's a funny story where it's like, dude, people were like, people thought I worked for Sound of Fury, okay, and they would hit me up about like, dude, are there still tickets? Blah blah. blah. Like, can I buy a ticket off you? I'm like, what the hell, dude? I know it's a, like, I'm not associated to Sound of Fury by like by any means. I was like, I would tell tell like Riley. I would tell Riley about this and he's like, what? That's crazy. Like, we'll just like joke about it, but it's, it's crazy. It was a trip. Like that whole, like few months after like have part got announced, like people would hit me up about it and shit like that. And I was like, dude, I don't even work for this. I, I bought my own ticket. Like chill. Yeah. And I remember that, that was always like the question, like when I would see friends that I hadn't seen in a while, they'd be like, Oh, did you get a ticket? Are you going? That was the, that was the fucking hot, the hot item, the hot, that was the hottest ticket, dude. Yeah. Like, but- like, then, you, I mean, like, I'm not, I hate to say it. No one really care about the fucking, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people did, but like not like the, the reaction to the ghost inside reunion wasn't as crazy as that. Yeah. And which was crazy to me. Like, why would they pick that night of all nights? 
I thought the Ghost Inside was going to play Sound and Fury, honestly. I was like, dude, that would be sick. Well, they were um, rumored to play, or, or what was it announced already? Yeah, no, it, it got announced, right, that they're playing 2013. Yeah, wait. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. They, yeah, 2013. It was like, I remember like every time I die, I was in that fucking thing too. Yeah, then there's like rumors of the Acacia Strain and crazy like VIP packages. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and then yeah, that's why that's uh, that's why I thought about it too. It's like, dude, watch it. Ghost inside's gonna play this. They had their own. I don't know if I know anybody who went to that. I mean, shit. It was like I guess it sold out too. So, but it's like, yeah, I'm same here. Like, like within my friend group, like, I mean, I know some people, like some who are like more into like that, like that kind of heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot, but like. For the most part, a lot of my friends went to Sound of Fury, so it was cool. Yeah, yeah Sound of Fury to me is like, dude, it's like I, the feeling of like first day of school. Like every time you get to Sound of Fury, like like the morning of, like you're like, dude, here we go again. Like that's how it feels to me. Yeah, it's definitely fun because the world, you're like, fuck yeah. It, it's definitely insane too how like so many people like and not, not even like people from Southern California, but if you think about the amount of people that just travel in for the fest, it just always like blows m- like my mind. Dude, dude, like I have a friend from Belgium who like goes to all these fucking hardcore festivals, and he's like, dude, that's crazy to me. Like he he never misses. I mean, I think he missed one, but it's like, dude, he's still he's on it. Like he usually he's always he, he'll be at this is hardcore. He'll be at like fucking. FYA and shit like that. I was like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, Belgium so far. Yeah, dude. He's sick. They call him like Mr. Hardcore out there. It's so funny. Tight guy. I met him at Sound of Fury 2012 in the mm-hmm. parking lot. Like literally like right before we were leaving, I guess their car was parked beside us. And that's how we met and we came like just just stayed connected. Yeah, like super random. Like I've met like a ton of people at Santa Fury that I still talk to. Dude, it's like Santa Fury is like, yeah, it's definitely a fucking a time. I wish it never ends, honestly. Yeah, it was definitely like a dark period when it went away for a couple of years. And yeah. I was like, what are we going to do? I feel like it's also the people who ran it, too. Like, at one point, it was different people running it. and Or, like, a, for a couple of years, too. Yeah, like, I honestly don't know what happened in those years, but it was definitely, like, a dark time because, like, we would be like, okay, like, what do we do now? Because normally it's, like, this weekend was for Santa Fury, but now we just got to find, like, something else to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did start doing, like, people started doing, like, the fucking the nitty-gritty fest. Uh, did you ever go to that one? No, I, I I've been yeah. I've been to the Nitty Gritty, sure. but I didn't go to their fest. Yeah, they, they like the Nitty Gritty fest was like, I think that time was like riding out counterparts, heart to heart. Who else played there? Like relentless, like there's a bunch, just a bunch of bands. Dude, I took the train there thinking it was super close to the fucking train station. It, I, I had to walk three miles to the, in the fucking heat of Rancho. Damn. It was, it was, it was it, tight, though. And that was, like, <laughs> before was Uber was a thing, right? Yeah, it was before Uber. Okay. And this is since this was before Uber was a thing, I didn't even have a plan. Like, I, I didn't even know how to get, get home. I didn't think about that. 
It's like, how am I getting home? So I had to call my brother and pick me up, dude. <laughs> it's like, he was so pissed. Yeah, so that's kind of a long drive to come get you. Yeah, dude, he was like, what the fuck? Did Rancho? Like, yeah, dude. Fuck. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> did you call him, like, like a, a couple sets before the show was over, or did you wait till the show was actually over? Uh, I waited. Uh, yeah, I waited after the show. And it's like, dude, my... Cause I was like, save my, I had a flip phone, dude. That shit dies. Like no shit die. Like never. Uh-huh. So it's like, I was like, dude, I'm going to wait. And then I just, I just never thought about it really. Honestly. Like I was like, dude, okay. I think I'll have, I'll find a, a ride home. Like I know a couple people here. It's like, dude, I never saw them. It's like, Hey bro. Uh, can you pick me up from Rancho? Oh, <laughs> uh, he was so mad. Crazy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's probably just <laughs> wanting to like enjoy his night. And then he gets a random phone call that he has yeah. to drive a couple hours to go pick you up. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Dude, I'm already in bed. Like, dude, come on, dude. Like, I got you. I'll pay you back or something. I'll put gas in your tank." That yeah, was it. Was crazy. Yeah, dude. It's like, and um, what else was there? Like, for for the children was always there too. Man, I'm trying to think. The last I, I can't remember the last time I went to the, the nitty gritty. Like the only show that comes to mind is I got to see. Um, so that day, uh, Sleeping Giant played in the parking god, I, lot. You're gonna say Sleeping Giant, dude? Oh my god! Yeah, so Sleeping Giant <laughs> played in the parking lot of a guitar center, and me and my friends went to that. And then later that night at the nitty gritty, it was I, I want to say it was like Thick as Blood and seven star um and then sleeping giant played a a surprise set because they're like hey like we're all in town anyways like we just played a show earlier so like we'll play again dude sleeping giant is like dude they always play that place yeah it was wild it wasn't a bad spot dude it it was was pretty sick it looks great too like i would see like dude i would see videos I mean, like, I like recently I was just going through old photos of riding out because they played there. And then it's funny to me, like seeing like, you know, you know, Gabe, right? Gabe, Gabe the Pigeon. I don't know him personally, but I use a lot of his photos like on Instagram. Yeah. I, I always tag Dude. him. <laughs> so it's crazy because like I, I found out that that was his first, the first show he shot. So oh, I wow. went on this like gonna research this shit and like see if i see him in any of my photos because this is like dude this is like i've been shooting for a good minute already after that mm-hmm. or when that happened and it's like dude i was looking at dude and i totally found him i was like oh my god dude game what the fuck it's crazy it's such a trip to me like dude now he's like blown up and i'm i'm super proud i mean I, i'm always stoked for people who like all my peers who are like blown up like i love that shit like I, I don't care where I'm at, where I'm at, but like, dude, if I see like homies, like, dude, like doing big things, like, dude, I'm so stoked for them. Yeah, I feel like if you're not stoked for your friends, like, are they really your friends? You know? Yeah, like, dude, like, why, why not? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt being stoked. like, it doesn't hurt anyone being stoked for your friends. You like, it actually does. It's, it's, it makes it better actually. You know, like you gas, you gas your friends, right? Like some shit like that. Oh man, yeah, but uh, it's crazy. Like, even um, do you know Jar? He does like issues, like stuff for issues and stuff like that. No, like honestly, like Jar. outside of like talking to you today, like the only other like person th- that I really know is uh, Steven from One Nine Seven. 
the one who said, yeah, dude, my boy. Yeah. But yeah, so this so this guy, Johnny, like, dude, like, I remember, like, back in the day, he would, like, he would message me about, like, how, like, how to go about, like, getting photo passes and stuff like that. And it's, it's I mean, I'm not, like, dude, like what I said, I, being a dickhead doesn't get you anywhere. Um, maybe, but yeah, no, but I was, like, telling him, like, dude, you know, like, just having, like, just this kid wanting to know some information. Now, I would tell him, dude, now he's, like, blown up like dude he does he tours the world right now and does like great content and you know like he made so much money selling like presets dude great guy still a great dude every time i see him dude he, like he's he's like dude joe what's up like dude and it's like dude i'm so proud of him dude like i get so stoked every time i see him like like people post about him or just like random people like like I know po- would post about him. Like, dude, that's so sick to me. Hell yeah. That, that's I just, awesome. I just, I'm just stoked. I'm just stoked for it. <laughs> Have you ever thought about um, going back out on the road? Um, I just got a new job. So it's like, I'm I also, I'm kind of chilling too. Like, you know, just like, I just want to stay here. Like, you know, like I had a rough year. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to try to like, get back to it i do miss the road though honestly like just being seeing places is like a trip to me like because like i would always remember my what my my late grandpa would say like he would he told me like dude like he's lived in america for so long and he's only been to like what like a handful of states and like i've only been here for like less or like for 15 years i never i have like i've been to like 40 states and it's like, that's crazy to me. It's like, it's, it's just the opportunity, I guess. It's like, you know, like when the opportunity comes, you just take it, dude. Uh, especially for, like, as an immigrant, dude, like, dude, you don't, we don't really, not a lot of like people, like immigrants usually just like get here and work. Like I hear stories about that, but like, you know, fuck it. Rock and roll, baby. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like for me, I've lived here my whole life and I'm probably in the same boat as your grandpa. Like I've only seen what I can definitely name all the states that I've been to. Uh, California, obviously I've born here, Nevada, Arizona, Oregon, Florida and Colorado. And oh, and wait. Oh, I've definitely been to New York. Am I missing another one? Oh, I've been to Massachusetts because I went to Boston. I think that's it. Oh, sick. Love that place. But uh, funny story. All right, let's Oregon's right above us. Oregon's right above us. Never been. Wow. And on all those tours, you guys never went up there. All those tours. Never been. Never. I literally... I literally planned on going there. So, like, after one of the tours, like, I made decent money and... I was like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Northwest. I bought a ticket to Seattle, cause like I'm, I was, my plan was to go to Seattle, drive down to to Oregon, and fly from there. Dude, there was like a blizzard. <laughs> Didn't even make it to Oregon, dude. Like the rental, the car rental place. Was like, you sure you want to drive? Like, there's a blizzard between here and Oregon. And I'm like, or like between here and Portland. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing it, dude. So like, yeah, I still haven't crossed out Oregon off my list damn that's crazy. crazy yeah well I, i've never i've been to fucking north dakota dude like what the fuck yeah what's in there <laughs> nothing there's like a there's a 7-eleven in a big stadium <laughs> that's it that's wild well but, uh, 
Portland's, I, I think Portland's pretty cool. I, I was, I spent like, like a week and a half up there. I was like visiting a friend and definitely enjoyed it, but I don't think it was somewhere I could actually live, but I definitely thought it was cool. Yeah. I have a friend who does, like, I have a couple of friends who actually moved there. Like it's crazy. Like from California. And it's like, they, they've been there for like almost like, like one of the, my friends has been there for almost five years. And it's, it's crazy. I've always thought he's going to be here in California forever. <laughs> and then I just have a friend who moved there recently. I loved it. Well, yeah, I really go, dude. Like, I mean, like just watching like Portlandia and shit like that. Like, dude, I want to fucking go there. dude. I want to get weird. You should go. It feels like you have dude. some ties up and there. It's like, but here's the thing. Like, dude, I've wanted to drive up there. I don't oh. like I can fly easy. Yeah, I can fly. easy. But like, I feel like if I drive there, it'd be like a totally different experience. Like, I heard it would be sick. Plus, I like driving. Dude, that's the one thing of touring like got me like hooked into like before that i hate driving if you ask me to drive to like let's say joe drive to the bay like hell no like i'll drive an hour and fall asleep dude now like six hours is nothing to me like i will i will drive anywhere like i drove 18 hours at one point in one of the tours i did straight it's crazy (laughs) that's a long time i feel like I, i would like get comfortable and kill everybody I was just like, well, I just wanted to listen to my music. That's why. Oh, okay, for sure. Uh, you, I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna drive. I don't want anyone else's music with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely wish. Yeah, because I, I they, I'm not gonna name names, but I hang out with some friends, uh, and yeah. they do most of the driving and the music they put on. I just have to tune it out because it's not my, you know, favorite yeah. thing to listen to. Like my, our guitar player. Like and when every time we do like ro- like road shows, like dude, he has his headphones and <laughs> we'll play like music and then eventually you look back and it's like, oh, he's already in his headphones. So I'm like, okay, cool. But uh yeah, dude, like yeah, just I, I don't know, like just touring, like yeah, going back to your like the to touring, like dude, I do want to do it again, but you know, just like it does take a lot of toll mentally and physically. So it's like you have to like hit pause sometimes. Yeah, I feel it's like always, just, it's always going to be. I feel like it's always going to be there. Touring's going to be there all like all the time. Like it may be like, you know, maybe it's slow, maybe it's fucking tour season, you know, but it's like it's still it's always going to be there. Definitely. There's always bands. Uh, yeah, tour, touring's there's always a tour happening somewhere. Yeah, for sure, dude. And it's like Yeah, it's like or even you know, do a road trip if you know, just to get that fixed, just fucking do a road trip. That shit fucking works. Well, Jose, this has definitely been a pleasure. Yeah, dude. Shit. We like, I know this fucking was, this conversation was all over the place, but you know, good chatting. Yeah. I I definitely appreciate you willing to come on and just talk. Like, honestly, I didn't know it was going to go to the Philippines and all this other stuff. I just, um, world tour, right? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't really know where it was going, but yeah, I I definitely really enjoyed getting to to talk to you and I definitely got to say what's up when I see you in, in the future. I'm, I'm not sure if you're, um, are, are you going to any of the mind force shows? I might, I might go to the rec center one. I will I be there. It to the rec. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah. I, I haven't seen dead heat in a good minute. So and it's Vamakar's CD release. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Cool. And regulate playing, right? Is that the one? Am I uh, thinking of something else? I think, no dilates on there. 
Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking something else then. But but yeah, I love I love Mind Force. I saw them like I saw them, saw them for the first time in Sound Fury. I was like, dude, I fuck with this. I fuck with this hard. Hell yeah! All right, I'm, dude. Yeah, hopefully, I'll bump into you there, my guy. Okay. Um, but before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Dude, shout out to all the photographers out there, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you're aspiring to be a photographer, do it. All right. Well, yeah, there you have it. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. Yeah.